Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Rhetoric. Better Rattolis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today, as usual. Hey, guys, guess what? After listening to El Senor Biden today on that press conference that he gave, he just gave that press conference about 15, 20, 30 minutes ago, uh, I tell you, read between the lines, read between the lines. Build Back Better is not back yet, but it just may be. And there's a key sentence he accidentally allowed to slip. Maybe accidentally, maybe not. Maybe a message to progressives, maybe not. But I think I kind of see what he was doing there. But you know what? Hang around so that you can listen to that and tell me what you think. But before, you, before we get into that, let's go ahead and talk to you guys about what's going on here. I, I wrote a, um, I sent out my newsletter last night. Because I was really feeling it, you know. And one of the things I wanted to get out in that newsletter was to tell people to get a not not to let this stuff mansion and all these guys get to you, not to let it get you back. Bruce says, build back in pieces. I know that's what a lot of people think, you know. It's funny because if you build back in pieces and the pieces turned out to what the hole was in the first place, all you had was a whole lot of ragging, right? That's just about uh, just about it. So, but anyhow, um, check out the newsletter. I, I, I you know I, I have two major newsletters that I do: the Substack newsletter and the PDR newsletter that goes out every day, and then sometimes in whole by itself. Check out the Substack newsletter that I put out last night because I think it's an important read. I I think it's an important read that I want you guys to take a look at. Anyhow, welcome aboard, Brian Miner, Bridge MCP, Melanie Keelan, Bruce Pollard. Tom C., como estas, Tomas, Nanette Bird-Smith, and of course, the venerable ABQ, Michael Rudnan. Anyway, let's start, let's get busy. According to Rudnan, Omicron is the second most contagious virus in the world. It's just very important for people to understand that we are in much different position than we were two weeks ago. Dr. Claudia Hoyen, University Hospitals Babies and Children Hospital, says... We all need to be on guard because the potential number of people getting infected, even if it turns out to be that the virus does not cause a severe disease in people. We don't know that right now, as the information is still forthcoming. Of course, there's also long COVID and all these things that we don't know about. We must assume that it is as serious as Delta. If that's the case, we are going to be overrun. Omicron COVID has an RO of 15. Only measles with an RO of 18 spreads faster. Just for comparison, the RO for the first COVID-19 strain was 2.4. Wow, didn't know that. But what about um, uh, Ebola? I thought Ebola was greater than that, but hey, I don't know. I, I just thought, so maybe it's because Ebola kills so quickly and it's such a horrible, bleeding, operifice type disease. Who knows? Anyhow, we did it. Chile's Boric Seals leftist revival with election win. I know, is that great or what? People thought that somehow Chile could never come back from the brink from Pinochet and all of that. And you know what? They elected a young, uh, a, 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 um, a progressive that came straight out and said to hell with neoliberalism. That is what we need and we need that here. And you know, people in the United States already... If they only knew the definition of neoliberalism, if they ever knew that Donald Trump put it on steroids, if they ever knew, I know you people will say, oh no, the Chicago boys from, from, uh, from Milton Friedman is the one responsible because he's the one who helped 
Pinochet over, over, overthrow Allende, and from that it was a migration of the, of the, of the, of the uh, Chicago boys over the world, just preaching the world of neoliberalism with, in order to not allow fascism to take hold. We just threw everything to the private sector and all that crap. It was never so, folks. It was always for a few to run the many. Anyway, so that is the case. Having a real social security system that doesn't have people behind ending the hateful uh, gap between healthcare for the rich and healthcare for the poor, advancing without hesitation in freedoms and rights for women. Gabriel Boric. I look forward to seeing what a real leftist can do with power. I also dread that our government will do to prevent such outcomes of their people. Let me, let me talk a little bit about that and then we'll move on. Um, whenever you talk about social democracies, one of the, the arguments that a lot of right-wingers, a lot of your conservatives would say is, show me one that works, right? And of course we know that the Scandinavian countries are not as left as we would like it, but they're very left in the social programs that they provide, in the inclusivity that they have in, in, in their social services, etc. We know that they work fine. But you know, that's not what they mean, because... They don't want to classify Denmark and, uh, and Scandinavian countries and, and all these other countries as social democracies, which is what they really are, right? Of course, we want, we want things a little bit deeper because, you know, even England is sort of a social democracy when it comes to healthcare. But as I learned from uh, one of my daughter's uh, doctors or, or, or experimenters that, you know, England, while England gives you good free health care, doesn't give you medicines, but Scotland does. So there are a lot of little intricacies to get the perfect solution. And of course, the perfect solution is what we want, much of what we discuss in my book, How to Make America Utopia. Anyhow, let's get busy. Uh, despite climate imperative, 94% of analyzed coal companies have no phase-out plan, despite at least, I saw that story in, in uh, Common Dreams today. 30 financial institutions around the world have called on mining and power companies to adopt roadmaps to phase out coal by 2021 or earlier. Global warming is an existential threat to which burning coal is a primary cause. These are the last few years to shift to renewables. We are in do or die moment to get off coal yet going nowhere fast. I've always spoken about capitalism and, and how it really works, right? There is no incentive for the, the people who run companies for capitalists to really have an exit plan out of coal, to have an exit plan out of anything, because that's not how it works. There is an abstraction between production and capital and those who control the capital. Let's explain. We, coal is cheap to get, oil is cheap to get, you dig it out of the ground, you, you do a little bit of processing to it and you get it out there and you make a whole lot of money on but in green energy, you still have to invest quite a bit because it's a new technology, all these kinds of stuff. So your profit margin is a lot less. So what does a capitalist do? A capitalist extract the last bit that they can, irrespective of environment, because they know that when that carbon company fails, when the oil company fails, when the, when the, the, the coal company fails, Capital is abstracted. So they go. They go to the next capital extraction point. And that is what most Americans don't understand. It's like, oh, if you go ahead and change from coal now, all those coal jobs are gone. All those oil jobs are gone. They're gone already. 
and they're but you're the one that's going to be left holding the bag because the capitalist will have said okay I'm going to extract my capital out of the coal sector right at the time of maximal extraction and then move on to the next being, the next, the next thing. Because capital is fungible. That's the whole deal between, about capitalism. It is so abstracted. And because it's abstracted, we don't care if we're destroying environments. We don't care what the hell we destroy. Because we just have to move to the other to the other thing. Now, when it comes to climate, people say, "Oh well, climate is going to affect everybody." Yeah, but you know what? Climate is not going to kill everybody, and the ones that's not going to get killed are the ones who can build a strong, strong house that can tolerate a a a, a, a number five tornado or a number five hurricane. They can build. We know how to build structures to withstand those things. And the wealthy people can do it. So what the hell? Who cares if we destroy the environment in the process? We can have hydroponic gardens and all these things while people are out there suffering. And we pay an army to protect us from the pitchforks. Of course, we know that all eventually ends. But that's for another story. Just want you guys to understand why it is that. And, and that's, you know, look at that story that, that Rudnan brought out. They have no answer. They have no exit plan. They have no exit plan because they don't need one. And remember that. Remember, you are just a cog in the wheel. All right, let's see here. After the ballots are counted, conspiracies, political, uh, political violence, and American exceptionalism. This is an article citing Poland regarding the divisive state of our nation. As we have become a backsliding democracy, I find this poll uh, to be the most optimistic. There is bipartisan agreement that the American system of democracy is failing to address the concerns and needs of the public. A supermajority of 69% of Americans agree that American democracy serves the interests of only the wealthy and powerful. 70% of Democrats and 66% of Republicans hold this view. Great commonality. And that speaks well to all that we stand for here at Politics Done Right. Because what it means, brothers and sisters, is simple. It means we can talk to the other side if we allow, if we allow a landing path. That's what it means. It means that we don't have to stay in our silos. We're not asking anybody to change who they are. We're not asking anybody to simply, oh, you got to be exactly like me. That's not the case. But what we're saying is let's do what's right to get it both right for us all. All right, let's see. Nanette Birdsmith, welcome aboard. Tom C. Para ver, para ver. Bruce says, build back in pieces. We spoke about that. Maywood says, hello from Long Beach, California. Melanie Keelan says, good evening all. Brian Miner says, need something passed to try to get more Dems in Capitol Hill. We need to get something passed. But I want to, I want to put a proposal to you, Brother Miner. And it goes like this. Let's stop saying we need to pass a bill somehow to encourage others to vote. We need to ensure that they're going to vote no matter what so that they get the people who are going to pass the type of bills that are going to solve the issues concerning us all. If we need the current corrupt government to pass a bill so that others can vote, henceforth, the problem. So what I tell all our posse here is, let's get busy. Let's take that mindset away from many and let's put the mindset in there that no matter what happens, go out there and vote for the most progressive person 
you can find and make sure that person wins because that is how we move forward. Eric Hayes says, here you go, another murder for a real nice guy out on bond. You're stuck with that. There's a, there's a particular, well, I won't go there, but um, I wish the passion, by, by the way, it's bad when anybody gets killed, Eric, but I wish the same passion you have for when these petty criminals kill one person, I wish you had the same impetus to go against the criminals in the state government right now, your state representatives, every single Republican criminal in the state house that kills over 2,000 Texans every single year. I hope the same way you want that murderer who killed that person that was out on parole, or not parole, but out on bond, I hope it's the same feeling you have for, the, for your murderous criminals in the Texas state legislature who has killed over 2,000 Texans or who kills over 2,000 Texans every year by denying them the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act that is available to everybody if the state simply said yes. ABQ says, if Democrats don't pass something major, the people, they lose 2022. Look, but ABQ, I repeat, brother, I repeat, Let's not let that be a statement of fact. Let's let people know, if you want the right things voted on, you got to vote. Manchin was right. You want more progressive stuff? Then go ahead and elect progressives. So if you don't have a bunch of progressives, don't expect much. Eric Hayes, ask Mr. Science, what does he think? I don't know what you're talking about, Eric. Bruce Pollard says, smart viruses don't kill their hosts. <laughs> I know, they live in them forever. That's why you have certain viruses in your body. They, can, they continue to stay forever and ever and ever. Michael Rodney says, Egberto, Ebola has an R0. Uh, R0 is 2. Wow, I could swear it was higher than that, but you learn every day. Bruce Pollard says, Ebola killed their host before they could spread. Henceforth, why it drops. Exactly right. Exacta mundo. Uh, let's see, Michael. Uh, uh, Bruce says, if you want money, you take it from the class that has it. Which one? The middle class. But I want to I I put a corollary onto that, Bruce. If I, and, 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 and correct me here, Rodden, and I know you're going to put the numbers out there. But if 10% of America owns 80% of everything, it's not the middle class who has it. I think it's important for us to figure that out. It's not the middle class who has it. Egberto, you have something for my screen. Let's see what you get, Rudnin. Let's see. Are you, are you going to make sure it's something that I can put on the screen, Rudnin? Ah, I love that one. Actually, I saw that one. I saw that one. Good one. Good catch. Let me go ahead and put it on the screen for everybody to see. And, and for those who are listening on podcasts tomorrow, the day after, who don't have the picture, it says the following. You remember that guy who does the motorcycle, that big, strong guy who fixes motorcycle? No, is that the motorcycle guy or is that the guy who goes ahead and get people on, on the bond? I don't remember which one it is. But anyway, it says, socialism never works. Norway is socialist and they're doing great. He responds, they're not socialists. They're capitalist countries with strong welfare policies. Then let's adopt those policies. No, that's socialism. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that is a perfect argument because we are saying we would like to see policies that they have in Norway, that they have in, in, in Switzerland, that they have in Sweden, not Suiza, um, 
Switzerland and Sweden. We'd like those policies. We'll be satisfied with those policies, right? And when confronted, they say, oh, no, those, those are capitalist countries. Okay, if you want to call them capitalists, be my guest. So let's adapt those policies. No, that's socialism. Make up your mind. Make up your mind. Good one. Good one, Rodney. Every, I mean, you always get us some good stuff. Good one, good one, good one, good one. All right, let's continue. Let, let's continue here. Um, continuing, we have, why is New York not following orders from Biden administration and no mandates and shutdowns? Because, um, you know, there's a time that Republicans used to believe in independence, right? They used to believe in local government. They used to believe that you want to keep the government as local as possible. And, you know, I think that's what New York is doing. New York is saying, for our very congested city, we depend on mandates to prevent what occurred two years ago from occurring again. Local government, different, different rules apply because there are different conditions. Republicans used to be, that used to be a Republican mantra from state rights right on. Of course, we knew what they meant by state rights. But then... When, when a Republican, listen to this, guys. I, I really want you to hear this. A Republican city near Dallas, they were drilling, and a lot of the fumes were going into this fairly high-class neighborhood, and they voted, we don't want drilling within X amount of yards or meters or whatever. And do you know what the Texas legislator did? They forgot about local control. And they said, no county, no local entity can pass these laws against the oil companies. Think about that. And then they believe, you know, so they, they, they have no values, right? No values whatsoever. Bridge MCP says, New York State has a mask mandate. Many small stores are not following it. The new county executive of Nassau County won't follow, but, won't follow, but he isn't sworn in yet. Michael Rodney said, destruction of the commons. Exactly. Maywood says, uh, unfortunately, Ebola and the Black Plague can be spread from and by the dead. Much of the spread from Ebola, for instance, was to family members preparing their bodies for burial. Didn't know that. Okay, uh, Bruce says, Manchi has more money than he needs. Uh, Manchin, okay. If he cares about the future at all, then he needs to change his position. Coal should start stay in the ground. Let me tell you something, Bruce. There is a certain, a lot of wealthy people, there's a certain pathology there, right? There's a certain kind of, there's a mental disease there that you have all the money, more money than you could possibly spend, but you still want more and you still want to establish laws that say you cannot redistribute what you got. That's sick. That's sick. An economic system is not divine. It is person-made, man-made. And notice I said man-made. I don't mean people-made, man-made, because there's a certain kind of men who created this failed economic system. All right, Carl Cox. Democrats can't pass anything as long as Manchin and Cinema are still in the Senate. The conservatives want a banana republic where they rule with an iron fist by rules set by the mega-rich, mega-rich. Yeah. You know, um, but we, you know, we still have power. We still have power. And that is what we have to do, empower others. When you see me talk about uh, not giving up on anybody or not letting, not letting myself fall into hating on those who would hate on me politically, it is for that reason. If we allow that, we, we've already lost the battle. But if we don't, we win. 
And you know what? I hate losing. So we're going to win. All right. Eric Hayes says, Egberto are all cogs on the worldly wheel, rich, middle, or poor? Huh? Let's see. Let me see if I understand that. Are all cogs on the worldly wheel, rich, middle, or poor? Huh? I don't get it. You may want to expand on that. All right. Carl Cox agreed, but the public populace won't see it that way come voting time. Um... The public populace, Carl, I mean, uh, AVQ, or rather, who, who told me that? Uh, at voting, they won't see it that way at voting. Let me, let me tell you something. To all, you know what's it? The, the common knowledge right now, or the common point of view right now, is that we're going to lose the house big time, and we're going to be, we're going to have to fight very hard for the Senate. That is, you know, that's how things have run before. And everybody lived by those tenets, and, and they behave that way. There's, there are these things known as self-fulfilling prophecies. A self-fulfilling prophecy is that because you think you know what the outcome is going to be, you, you, you live your life into that outcome. Whatever happens if all these Congress people go into their districts and become unabashed progressives and go into all these neighborhoods that they represent and say, this is what we are going to do for you and this is what they are preventing us from doing for you and this is what they will do if they get into office. Why don't we have a standard line and we go out to people? You know what? People still love to eat. People still love to have their own money. People want all these things. So why don't we do that? Instead of buying into the buying into the status quo, buying into well, when the the the, the the party in power usually loses at the house. Well, it didn't happen under Clinton. It didn't happen under uh, Cl- it didn't happen under Clinton during the, while he was being impeached, and it didn't happen under Bush. And people want to say, "Oh, well, it's because they were doing the impeachment wars, and it's because Bush was doing the, the Bush was doing the uh, Iraq War." And I'm going to beg to differ. I'm going to say, you know what? It's because people acted like they will not lose and they went ahead and they went positively to win. If Democrats go out there and say, we are doing this for you and we'll win, guess what will happen? They will win. Bruce Pollard, time to define most progressives. Progressives should be in the middle. Um, I don't know what... Bruce, you and I are supposed to sit back, sit down and have a, a talk for a few hours. Because the middle is, a, is an interesting thing, right? Am I in the middle or am I left? What makes me left? What is it that I want that is so left that people who want to call themselves in the middle do not want? Or is it just a matter of expression? That is what's important. I think too often, by having the middle, the left, and the right, as opposed to policy per policy per policy, we get into that issue where, okay, well, that is a left policy or that is a right policy. Exactly what, uh, let's assume you're in the middle, Bruce. You know me, and I'm on the left. Please tell me, from a policy point of view, where do we differ? I'm curious. I'm curious. Let's see who else is on. Norman Reynolds, did I, I think I saw Norman earlier, and I don't think I saluted you, but... In case you're here and I missed you, perdóname por favor. Yo sé que ya puedes hablar español muy bien. All right. Michael Rennie says destruction of the commons. Yeah, that's true. All right. Tom C. I think I have a Carl before you, Tom. 
All right. Uh, Brian Miner says, rely on Manchin and Cinema to control the narrative becomes innate if Democrats again gain a few seats. Look, what we need to do is not make Manchin and Cinema the narrative. We go out there and make our own narrative. And I like what they're talking about. Throw the stuff on the... On, throw the bill on the floor. Let Manchin and Cinema vote no. And then immediately go into their districts and point out what was lost by that no vote. And then say we are going to have the vote again. See if you can tell your folks to vote appropriately. And keep throwing that vote out there. Keep throwing that vote. And then when you go into, uh, to, into the primary, says, Hey guys, I need two more senators. Hey guys, I need ten more congresspeople. Will you help me? All right, let's see what else we got here. Tom C. says, Fox News host Jesse Waters speaking to a right-wing youth group threatened Dr. Anthony Fauci saying, now you go in for the kill shot with an ambush deadly because he doesn't see it coming. <laughs> oh boy, they should arrest him immediately. Arrest Cruz McConnell, etc. and you don't see need mansion. Yeah. All right, Macaroni says, Egberto, 10% of 80% of everything. Are you referring to the stock market? No, I'm referring to just wealth. Wealth, just wealth. Find out for me. Norman Reynolds, uno, dos. Te veo, I see you. Puffin says, buy mansion, literally buy his coal plants and convert them to biomass. You know, that's a good bribe. I, I think, I think let, let, let me put it this way. Mansion's product, property, is worth $5 million, right? If I were Biden, I would tell Manchin, hey, I will get a private investor to buy you out. Just vote for the damn bill. Is that illegal? Probably. Uh, but only if one, it's done through the government, right? If, 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 if he goes ahead and he says, hey, I would advise somebody to buy this company from Man Manchin, Man Manchin, maybe it'll work. Kentucky loving socialism after Trump caused those tornadoes. No, Kentucky has always been a socialist state. The government has always sustained Kentucky. Imagine, McConnell is from Kentucky, and Kentucky is a bigger state. Kentucky is a state that takes a hell of a lot more from Connecticut, New York, California, and all these others. And then they like to talk about, we have low taxes. No, you don't have low taxes. You have stupid taxes that charge a whole lot of people otherwise. Rodden says, Republicans believe in state rights until those state goes again. <laughs> that is so true. Man, you guys are taking up all the space. I, I, am I going to get to my videos, guys? All right, let's see. Eric Hayes says, Pelosi has more money than she needs, and why won't she invite the homeless to her house or at least help them? Eric, you know I'm going to agree with you there? Pelosi is worth $200 million last I saw. I think it was either 250 or 120 I'm kind of dyslexic, so I don't remember if it was 210 or 120. I don't know which one it is. But she's worth a lot of money. And unfortunately, Eric Hayes, Mr. Right-Wing Brother, I am with you. Completely with you. You know, I think, I think Nancy Pelosi should take half of that income. And given that uh, San Francisco is in dire straits with the homeless with ridiculous prices in homes and all of that, give that damn money into a, a, into a fund and create a state, create a, a city within a city that takes care of those who fall out of that, that economic system. Because if they're out of the economic system, they're living on the streets. So Eric Hayes, 
Did we find a place of compromise, brother, Mr. Right-wing brother? Well, you said you're not right-wing. You said you're just conservative. But most of what you've been printing recently, sir, is right-wing, just to let you know. Bridge MCP says, correct me, Wood. Michael says, for, for as I'm concerned, any economic system that doesn't make sure all citizens strive under that system is a failed system. Who could possibly argue with that? No one can. So he doesn't care about the future. Time to recall him. Agreed. Uh, we're talking about mansion, of course. Michael Rudin says, living wages, universal healthcare, a strong safety net is required. That's what is also in my book, How to Make America Utopia. Eric Hayes says, Bruce Pollard, does this go along with Pelosi having more money than she needs? Of uh, we, we answered that one already. Uh, Maywood says, uh, Michael Rudnan, and the funny part is that according to the South, that was what the Civil War was about. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. The duck that quacks is in the house. Welcome aboard. Norman Reynolds says, the need for left and right rotate notation is to say both sides. Uh, Breeze says, yes, Egberto Willis, go to his people and tell them, blast it on their TVs. Exactamente, exactamente correcto. Eric Hayes says, White House messaging is pretty divisive. Keep up the work into 2022, Mr. Fauci in science. No, it's not divisive at all. Have you ever listened to Fox News? If you want to know what the instantiation of divisiveness is, just turn on Fox or turn on any talk, talk radio on the right and you see people whose heads seem to be in explosive manner at every time of the day. That's what divisive sound like. Egberto, the top 10% owns 70% of everything. One more of the screens. You know, um, you know, that's why I said, Rudnin, I figure you will go ahead and get the numbers for me. Appreciate that. I said 10% 80, but it's 10% 70%. Here we go. 10% owns 70% of U.S. wealth. And there's the stuff on the screen, Michael Rudnin. So what we're showing on the screen my, to my podcast listeners, you can actually see a graph that shows how screwed up the wealth distribution is in the United States. And it goes up from 1989 to 2021. Shame, shame. Put up by Statista. All right, thank you for that information, El Señor Rodney. We needed to see that. We needed to see that. Continuing with our... Guys, you guys still sending messages. All right. Bree says, call him Munchin. Because <laughs> he is Munchin, of course. Okay, I like that. I like that. I like that. Biden could use the hunter mode, made money to buy out Mansion. Yeah, he could. Eric Hayes. That is assuming that is not another figment of your imagination, right? All right, Bruce says, Grounds for recall. Grounds to apply for a recall election petition include an act of misfeasance, which is defined as doing a lawful act in an unlawful or proper manner. An act of malfeasance, which is defined as wrongdoing or misconduct or the commission of an act that is unlawful and violation of the oath of office. Incompetence, which is defined as being without adequate ability, knowledge, fallen, or incapable to meet requirements of the office, not legally qualified for the office, or is mentally deficient. Five, failure to, to perform duties prescribed by law. Well, thank you, Bruce. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Bruce also say having more than you need, but still harming others so you can get more is a mortal sin. It goes for everyone. It's hard to judge. Pelosi, because she doesn't really do anything. All right, your chat is... Oh, thank you for reminding me. We are at the halfway mark. We are at the halfway mark, and Bridge MCP reminds me that it is my duty to ask everyone to please support our program. 
So folks, please go ahead and support us at Politics Done Right. First of all, you can, you can support us by going, if you're on YouTube, just click on that button that says join. Click on that join button. If you are on any other channel, whether it be Twitch, whether it be uh, Twitter, whether it be, what's the other channel, Facebook, go ahead and go to politicsunright.com slash YouTube, politicsunright.com slash YouTube. Going to that allows you to, I give you a little speech when you get that link and allows you to become a part of our PDR posse. Alternatively, you can become a patron. We need a thousand patrons. We need a thousand, uh, a thousand YouTubers. We are at, we are thirty percent at YouTube, and we're only uh, let's see twelve percent for Patreon. So we need you. So please consider becoming a patron or consider becoming a YouTube subscriber. Alternatively, you can support us at PayPal. PayPal politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. And you see those books that you see scroll at the side? As I see it, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom, that teaches you a whole lot about the economy. It's worth it. How to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors. If after you learn about the economy, you can talk to them about it. This shows you how to talk to them about it. And of course, how to make America utopia. After you've talked about it, you got to inspire folks. How do you inspire them? What? How can we make this country the country we want? Utopia. Not the utopia that defaults utopia. One where everybody has a good way to exist. Of course, it's getting cold, or it's already cold. Consider getting our hoodies, etc. And you can get that at our store, politicsandright.com store. But if you don't want to get it at our store, which sometimes is you know, a little bit slow every so often, you can actually get it at our store, also found at YouTube. And since I was unprepared to give you the YouTube link, as I'm speaking and killing time, I'm looking up that link to give you if you want to purchase our items directly at YouTube. And guess what I found? Share this link to your store on to your fans. And here is the link to the YouTube store. Bingo! There it is. That's the link to our YouTube store. Check it out. We have all our hoodies and all of that at that YouTube store. Our books, you can find all our books at politicsandright.com slash books, politicsandright.com slash books. Trust me, you're going to like the books. Take a look at the ratings. The ratings at Amazon for my books are pretty good. So check it out. Check out what people have to say, etc., etc., etc. Also, if you want to find a catch-all for support on Politics and Right, go to politicsandright.com slash support. Anyhow, let's get back to the program. I want you to listen to what brother brother um, Biden had to say. Because for me it was like, brother Biden, where was this passion? We've been missing this kind of passion for Build Back Better. And as much as Build Back Better has a big support, over 60% already. But hell, this kind of passion could prevent anybody who was trying to object to it from objecting. Check this out. Of keeping your word of trust. Do you believe Senator Manchin kept his word to you? And how do you be- rebuild trust with progressives in your party to advance your legislation now? You know, I told you before, you've heard me say this before. Some people think maybe I'm not Irish because they don't hold a grudge. Look, I want to get things done. I still think there's a possibility of getting Bill Back Better done. And what I don't want to do is get into And Joe went on TV today and uh, I don't know whether it's TV or not. I'm told he was speaking to the Liberal Caucus in the House and said, Joe Biden didn't mislead you. I misled you. 
And so, look, I'm not, I'm not looking for... Let me say something. You saw what happened yesterday. All the talk about how my Build Back Better plan was going to increase inflation, going to cause these debts and all the like. What happened? Goldman Sachs and others said, if we don't pass Build Back Better, we're in trouble because it's going to grow the economy. Without it, we're not going to grow. And what happened? Stock prices went way down. It took a real dip. If you take a look, the va- I wasn't, everybody thinks because I quoted 17 Nobel laureates saying this is going to help inflation. Think about it in terms of you're a hardworking person and you're making 60 grand if you're alone or your mom or just on her own or if you're making 80 grand and mom and dad 90 grand like a lot of people do. And you're worried about inflation. You should be worried about it because it's a devastating thing for people who are working class and middle class folks. It really hurts. Where is most of the cost now? The cost is finding in gasoline, even though I put, even though I was able to bring it down 12 cents a gallon, will come down more, I believe. We talked about what the cost in food prices going up, et cetera. But look what's in, look, look what's in Build Back Better. Child care. You can reduce it by up to 70 percent. That'll be the difference between 20 million women who go on back in the workforce being able to go back if you pass it. We're talking about we're talking about health care, insulin. You know, since we got we got 200,000 kids with type one diabetes. You know what it's costing? It costs somewhere between 10 cents and 10 dollars to come up with a formula. Okay, a while ago, right? You know what it's costing on average? $560, a, $640 a month, up to $1,000 a month. What do you do if you're a mom and a dad working with minimum wage, busting your neck? You look at your kid, and you know if you don't get that vaccine for him, or that, excuse me, if you don't get that drug for him, if you don't get that, 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 that be, be able to take that, what happens? You're likely to go into a coma, maybe die. Not only do you put the kid's life at stake, you strip away all the dignity of a parent looking at their child. I'm not joking about this. Imagine being a parent looking at a child and you can't afford. You have no house to borrow against. You have no savings. It's wrong. But all the things in that bill are going to reduce prices and costs for middle-class and working-class people. It's going to reduce their costs. What's inflation? Having to pay more than the money you have because things have gone up. Well, bring down all those costs across the board from child care to a child care tax credit. But I'm not supposed to be having this press conference right now. Manchin break his commitment to you when you announced the framework the White House says that all 50 senators were believed to get behind it all 50 Democratic senators so did Senator Manchin break his commitment to you Senator Manchin I'm going to get something done all right there there's there are two things that he said there that's very important right and I I don't I don't think I heard anybody capture it on on MSNBC or CNN I don't know if they mentioned it while I wasn't listening or whatever. But there's one thing he said kind of under his throat. And he said, 
Senator Manchin met with pro the Progressive Caucus in the House and he said, it's not the president who misled you, it's me or something of that nature. He kind of said that in passing and he said it under his throat. It's kind of like, why would he say that, right? Did it happen? Maybe it happened, but why would he come out and say that? And then he goes ahead and he says, Senator Manchin and I are going to get something done. Okay? And then we hear through the grapevine that apparently what happened just before Sunday, him going on to Fox News, is evidently somebody released some sort of negative information on Manchin, some of the staff working on, the Democratic staff working on the Build Back Better as they were negotiating, in order to prod him to just say yes, apparently somebody released some sort of information. He's not talking about it. They're not talking about it. We don't know what that is. Okay? So I think there was more to that no on Sunday that meet, than meets the eye. And we'll see if I'm right on this one, but I think I am. I detected something not only with him, but also with Pramila Jayapal. Pramila said on, I think it was Lawrence or on, on, on Rachel or one of them, she's speaking to Manchin and the tonality that she had wasn't that saying this stuff is over. So if you're reading between the lines, it seemed like that was a stunt to me. I could be wrong, but it seemed like ultimately it's going to turn out to be a stunt, but... Stunt or no stunt, we have to hit Manchin hard for giving the possibility. And I, and I think I said this in the last video. His statement was it increases inflation, it increases the budget deficit, even though it's paid for. And all these things he talks about, right? But there are two mistakes there, or three mistakes. One, it does not increase inflation. Two, he says... He cannot vote for anything that he cannot explain to his constituents. You have to be fairly dumb not to be able to tell the poorest people in the country that we are putting out a policy that's going to inflate your wages so that your kid can go to school, so that your kid can go to the dentist, so that your mama can get some, some teeth, so that your mama can get a glasses for her eyes. How difficult is that to... How difficult is that to explain to your constituents? And when they say, and how is it going to be paid for? To say, well, you remember all those guys that took that coal out of the ground and burnt it and made millions while you got arsenic poisoning, while you got mercury poisoning? You remember all those guys that pulled the oil out of Pennsylvania and all these other places and left the contamination between the, the strata in the ground? Remember all of that? Well, we are going to ask them to foot the bill for something they should have foot long time ago. And we are going to stop listening to the, you know, those slaves who are always there to protect their masters even as they're getting their butts whipped. You know, those people who protect the plutocracy. Those people who are poor but are always saying, you can't take that from the rich man. As if he somehow earned it. You know what I mean? So now we're not going to go there at all, folks. That's not where we're going to go. 
So that's the second thing about mansion. And the third thing is he's simply lying. He goes out and he says, I don't want to give my people, and you know, this is the best part. He doesn't want to give his people a break because they will go and buy drugs and go hunting. You know, in the Reagan days, they used to do that with the, the, the black woman, right? The black woman, she's a, she's a welfare queen. Oh, Manchin wanted maximum expansion. So he decided, I'm not going for the black woman now. I am going to attack my own people. Hey, you gun-touting West Virginians? Nah. That's no we're going. The West Virginia gun-touting folk. Because you know they're not talking about folks in the ghetto and the barrios now. They're talking about Appalachia. So what I try to tell you, why I always talk about we need to unite the ghettos, the barrios, and Appalachia is because we have more in common than these charlatanes that are trying to separate you, that are trying to hurt you, because they need you in a poor state. Hey, folks, if you're just joining us on YouTube, hit that thumbs up, please. If you're on, on, on uh, Facebook, hit that like. We want to make sure we get maximal throughput. And uh, those of you that are on YouTube, click that join button. If you're not on YouTube, you know what I'm talking about. So that is what's important for you to know, folks. And it's, not, it's important for you to hear this from me, but not only from me. They need to hear it from you. And you have Trumpists in your family. You have right-wingers in your family, like I do as well. You've got to point these things out. Nicely, of course. You want to kind of pointers for it? Give them a book, which is called It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. Actually, it makes a good Christmas week. You guys going to have Christmas on the table? Say, hey guys, I'm not going to discuss politics with you until... I give you this book, which is How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. And then you say, read this book, and then let's have a little chat. And since I just brought that up, I'm going to put that book right here. Or rather, not that book, but I'm putting my list of books right here on the screen again. Yes, it's shameful promotion, but we have to pay the bills. Shameful promotion, but I need you to get the books need you to get all these good old things because, again, it's worth it. It really is worth it. All right. Bruce says he can explain it. He should just tell them they don't matter. They don't make him recallable. Bruce, you're good, bro. You're good. Tom C. says, Joe Manchin thinks the poor in West Virginia will use government benefits to buy drugs or go hunting. Not a good idea to go hunting. When you're on drugs, it might shoot a cow or another hunter on drugs. <laughs> hey, Tom, you know, I didn't know you were funny. We, 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 we talk on our, on, on our Ask Egberto Anything on Saturdays. I didn't know you were funny. You don't have to give us some of those jokes when you come and do that. And by the way, folks, check out the, the Substack newsletter because I need you guys to be on the next, our next thing. We, we're pushing it back by a week because of the new year. January 8th, come on, on that Saturday, we are having Ask Egberto Anything, and it's fun. You guys can come on and ask anything. Last time, I think we had five folks. I'd like to get 30, 40, 50 people at the same time. So come on, let's get busy, and let's do it, brothers and sisters. Okay, let's see what else we got here. The Doug that Quack says, he put gun owners, family folk, and drug addicts all 
within the same quote. That's my point. That had to be a mistake to duck that quacks. That had to be a mistake. AVQ says he's gone. AVQ, thank you for being here and thank you for doing all the research that you do for us, bro. How comes you're checking out eight minutes early? We may have to put the we may have to put the chains on you, AVQ. All right, Carl Cox says voters in West Virginia wake up. Mansion only worships money and the mega wealthy, not the down to earth lug. Uh, Bruce says, what email chain announces Ask Egberto? You would ask me that, Bruce. You know what? I'm, since I, I need to go ahead and put that out. You're, I know what you did there. In other words, you're saying, Egberto, what the hell are you doing? If you're going to tell people about the newsletter, give them a damn link to the newsletter. And you know what I'm going to do, Bruce? Because, you're, because you told me that in sort of a back, back-ass way, I'm going to put that newsletter. This is the last newsletter that I just sent out. I sent this out last night. I want you guys to read it. It's a good one. Uh, there is a newsletter and, 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 and the link to, to sign up for Ask Egberto Anything on January 8th is inside there as well. Oh, wait. It's not in that particular one. That's the one I did last night. I got to give you the previous one. Folks, if you're listening on YouTube or rather if you're just podcasting on this one, just go to Substack and find Egberto off the record. Egberto off the record on Substack. And what I'm going to do is this is a, uh, the previous newsletter that has all that information in it, my brothers and sisters. There you go. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, para ver, para ver. Uh, Michael Rennes says, Senator Joe Manchin told colleagues he believed parents would use... Oh, we read that one already. Um, Eric Hayes, 20% of these nations are deeply authoritarian. These are people who won't do right unless specifically told to do so with accompanying punishment for noncompliance. As we require an 80% vaccination rate to achieve herd immunity, that 20% of authoritarians must be included via mandates or we continue to have a permanent pandemic. You know, the other thing people would say, uh-huh, I don't partake by that belief, but some people say Darwinism at this point in our history, in America's history, may not be a bad thing after all. I rather hope that we are all redeemable. The Doug that quack says he thought... They were all bums and deserved nothing, even though somehow the work got done and people got satisfied. And talking about the talking about the pandemic, I have another video here that I, I forgot that I needed to uh, show you all. And um, I, I didn't set it up right, so I'm preparing it as we speak. But this is an important video as well. Uh, ah, that is the wrong way to do it, but I'm going to get it right like I just did there. Check this one out. And then lo tomaremos en el otro lado. Aquí tienes amigos míos. How is it that we got to this point where the numbers are what they are? Um, you know, this, the, the, this thing, we've talked about it a million times, that how, the, back, how the, the pandemic became a culture war. But the numbers, the, the, you have a poll number here, party identification among unvaccinated Americans. This is from the Kaiser Family Foundation in October. Republicans, 60%. Democrats, 17%. Independents, 17%. I, I just, you know, it's now almost two years. Just tell me the story. Why is your party so resistant to following the science? Okay, well, thanks, John. I'm actually not a member of either of our nation's two parties. Um, I am registered as an independent wow, uh, and have been for most of my life. Um, but I will say that uh, it was clear from last spring um, or into the winter and spring of 2021, that this was a bipartisan problem. Then it's true that the the actual rate 
have gone of vaccination have gone up among Democrats and they've gone down. I mean, they have stayed stubbornly the same among Republicans, improving a little on the margins. But it is a serious problem because of misinformation. It's hard to say that this is going to get any better. The administration came to, to power and worked very effectively on the distribution of vaccines and did very quietly attempt um, with a lot of time and energy and resources to get to the community of the unvaccinated through pastors and local press and community leaders. And they try to do it quietly, not from the White House Rose Garden or the, the press briefing room, but to have people in their own communities try to reach the unvaccinated. And it was it was, again, successful on the margins, but not in a material way. And so we're looking at a community of people that have lost people in their community. They've lost relatives. They've lost radio talk show hosts. They've lost yeah. ministers. They know this virus kills them and they refuse to get vaccinated. Uh, at this point, it's very hard to say that trying to educate uh, the public on vaccines and the benefit of them is going to help us um, with regards to Omicron. And it's terrible what this does. Um, people who choose to let themselves get sick or their family and communities get sick and to die of this virus impact everyone, of course. And that's therein lies the problem. How do you spare the cancer patient, the stroke patient, someone get, giving birth to a baby um, with these overrun hospitals, with people who are willing to get this virus? And that's a real question, right? With a whole bunch of irresponsible people running around, them holding the resources of the hospital that could hurt people who are getting a heart attack, a stroke, or whatever because of the lack of bed, the lack of support. How do you handle that? I think, I, I, I have to be frank here, this part I think needs to be fairly macabre. I think you have to, when somebody comes in, are you vaccinated or not? And I think you have to have cues, cues for the vaccinated and cues for the unvaccinated. It's going to run into some moral problems because people are going to say, what about the guy who drove drunk and got into an accident? Should he go into a different queue? There are going to be a lot of issues like that. Uh, but I would say for this is a special situation, in my humble opinion, that, that needs mitigation. I think this, uh, this is an important one. Bruce says, probably too late. We live with the flu killing many. COVID will be more at least for the next few years. We need to step back and look at what needs to be done to make a good life with COVID greater than, than 0.8. The Chinese have done that. The Chinese, you know, again, um, the Chinese pretty much want to prove that democracies can't quite work. And it's interesting because what you find is there are areas where giving commands are preferable to voting on something, right? And I think, what, I think the way you make that a democracy is you make the democracy say, or you, you put to the vote the democracy that says, I want to allow certain parts of our democracy to be fairly undemocratic because we cannot wait for democracy to catch up. How that is implemented? Again, I think we do that already. You remember something called selective service and other things like that. So... Just a thought, just a thought. We are at the end of the show, folks. Um, look, I, as usual, you guys make this stuff worth doing. Great commentary from all of you. I mean, if I forgot to mention you, if I forgot to call you out, if I didn't see you, just drop me a line at the end. Remember, this is your show. If you want particular topics covered, you go ahead and send an email to info at politicsdoneright.com, info at politicsdoneright.com. 
the duck that quack says great show cut nearly 45 minutes of it well i thank you so kindly for catching what you could of it don't forget folks support the program the program the all i'm only going to give you one more link and that is uh the all the, the catch all link if i can find it i think i found it well i thought i found it the catch all link folks is at politicsdoneright.com slash support politicsdoneright.com slash support that is where you can support us in all possible ways bruce says tell me how the chinese are winning look at gdp um there's another there's another factor where it comes bruce to and i can i'll say argentina panama ghana all these other places if the chinese winning uh well, that's for another day. But anyhow, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And guys, you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc., if you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. <laughs> <laughs>